0: Howdy, and welcome to Wise About Texas, your award-winning Texas history podcast. I'm your host, Ken Wise. I appreciate you listening today. Things are jumping at the world headquarters of Wise About Texas. Be sure and check out the YouTube channel. I'm slowly but surely getting the episodes posted up there, along with some other short videos from various historic sites and whatever else i can come up with so let me know what you'd like to see on youtube and we'll try to get it on there for you i'm recording this podcast um, shortly after or maybe still during what has been described by the weather folks as historic levels of oak pollen in the air in texas and usually having lived here all my life i'm pretty used to it but man Is it getting to me? So uh, if I sound a little bit hoarse today, that's the reason. And uh, if we take a couple of pauses in here, uh, believe me, you'll appreciate the cough button. It's been uh, one of those springs so far, but we're doing great. Today I want to talk to you about a very cool Easter tradition in Texas, and that is the Fredericksburg Easter Fires. Every Saturday before Easter, the hilltops around the beautiful city of Fredericksburg come alive with large bonfires. But there are some legends around how all of this started. So to get wise about Texas today, I think we may need to go all the way back several centuries to the land that became Germany and the night before Easter Sunday. In the old days, and and by the old days I mean the um, 2nd century A.D., Orthodox Christians talk about uh, tell a story about running out of oil to light lamps for Easter, and the bishop, this is in Jerusalem, ordered the lamps filled with water, and that despite being filled with water, the lamps burned anyway. There's also a story about the miracle of the holy fire, which says that a blue flame would emit from Jesus's tomb in Jerusalem on the Saturday before Easter. So fast forward a few hundred years to the area that is now Germany, and on the Saturday before Easter, fires would be lit on the hills around the villages. It became sort of a competition between villages to see who could light the brightest fires. Now, these were agricultural areas, and the farmers had several superstitions around these fires. One, they believed that all of the fields... That the light from the fire shined on would be productive and fertile. If the ashes from the fires blew onto your field, it would also symbolize uh, that the land was fertile and would be very productive. The farmers also believed that if the light from the fire shone on a house, on your house, that that house would be free from sickness, which of course was very important back then. Well, it so happens that folks from These areas formed a large part of the German immigration to Texas in the middle 1800s. Now, we've talked about that on various episodes before. In the 1840s, an organization called the Society for the Protection of German Immigrants in Texas, called by the German name Adelsverein, and I was recently in New Braunfels speaking to a group, and and somebody taught me to pronounce it Adelsverein. I asked. That was one of the main things I wanted to know, is how to pronounce that word. I've been doing it wrong for a long time. Um, they bought some land in Texas, some of which was uh, up in the area. It was a, a very, very large tract of land. It was called the Fisher Miller Land Grant. It was up near uh, present-day Mason, Lano, that area north of Fredericksburg. And um, those folks settled uh, all up and down that area. The main ports of entry were Galveston and Indianola, and they would make the trek up to that area: some settling in New Braunfels, some settling in Fredericksburg, some moving on north to the Fisher Miller Grant. Well, in 1847, one of the uh, the secretary, the second secretary of the Adelsverein, John Musabach, um, negotiated a treaty with the Comanches. So if you're picturing this area, we're northwest of Austin. We're in the Fredericksburg, Mason, Castell, Lano, part of the hill country, which is smack dab in the middle of the Comancheria, a very, very, very dangerous place to be. Jack Hayes and his Texas Rangers fought many an engagement in this area in the early 1840s. So the Germans knew if they were going to make this work, they had to reach some sort of peace with the Indians. And John Musabach did just that. He negotiated a peace treaty on March 1st and 2nd, 1847 and that was a key to the settlement it is the only treaty or said to be the only treaty between the comanches and uh settlers that has never been broken to this very day um one of the other interesting facets around this treaty is there was a and this this deserves its own episode but it just occurred to me there was a the only lexicon that i know of the comanche language was written by one of these germans who was involved in these treaty negotiations um in fact he he uh, lived with the comanches for a while as sort of a ritual uh, resident guest slash hostage which was part of the treaty negotiations and, and one of the reasons probably that treaty uh, was so thoroughly uh, obeyed by both sides i'm getting all kinds of episode ideas just talking about this um, Jack Hayes himself—I mentioned him. Jack Hayes told Musabach once he was eating at his house and said that he never had a pro. Hayes never had a problem when he was in. He called it Musabach's colony. When he was in the colony, he never had a problem. But the minute he um, left the colony, he would have all sorts of problems with Comanche stealing horses, etc. So, um, and Hayes knew what he was talking about because he. Single handedly held off a group of Comanches from the top of Enchanted Rock right there outside of Fredericksburg. So he knew what he was talking about. Um, well, uh, after the treaty was made, the colonists needed to hurry and survey their land because their contract with the state would expire if they didn't get that land surveyed. And one of the Fredericksburg Easter Fire stories came out of this time. It said that the Comanches were watching the settlement while the Musabach Treaty was being negotiated, and that they had surrounded the town and were using fires built on the hills to send smoke signals to each other. When word came that the treaty had been successfully negotiated, they stoked the fires brightly up on the hill as a symbol of peace, and that it all was in good order. Um, well, some of the children in Fredericksburg and we think uh, their father may have been part of the treaty negotiations, and therefore not at home, became very afraid when they saw the fires. And one mother, thinking quickly, decided to combine the old German stories of the Easter rabbit with the fires on the hill, and told her children that the Easter rabbit was actually boiling eggs in kettles at those fires, The rabbit then colored the eggs with flowers and placed them in an Easter nest. And if the eggs were larger, well, that's because they must have been tended to by a jackrabbit rather than a regular bunny. But you listeners, uh, especially those of you in Texas, probably thought that was obvious. So those two stories come together every Easter with the lighting of the Easter fires around Fredericksburg. It so happens that uh, this podcast is being released on the afternoon before Easter, 2022. And in a few hours, the people of Fredericksburg will once again gather and celebrate a very special Texas tradition, the lighting of the Easter fires. Well, now we come to the part of the episode I call Getting There. Obviously, I'm going to tell you to look up the Gillespie County Fair Association. You can find them at gillespiefair.com. They put on an annual pageant in connection with the Easter fires. Uh, Bad news for 2022, however, there is a burn ban in Gillespie County. So I happen to know uh, there there won't be any actual fires lit tonight. Um, Again, this is recording this on uh, Easter Eve 2022. Uh, But the pageant will go on. And if you are in the area, go on over there. If you can't make it this year, go next year. Maybe I'll see you there. Well, that wraps it up for another episode of Wise About Texas. Thank you for listening today. I hope everyone who celebrates Easter has a happy and blessed Easter. Be sure and find the show on Twitter and Instagram at Wise About Texas. Like and share the Facebook page if you get a minute. And leave us a five-star review on iTunes. That helps, or Apple Podcast, I should say. That helps people find the show. If you want to support the preservation and promotion of Texas history, you can go to patreon.com slash wise about Texas. Thanks again for listening today. Go out and do something for Texas today. And until next time, God bless Texas, and we'll see you down the road.